podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. It's transfer deadline day. Not something that uh, Liverpool fans have been used to in recent times uh, as a club that's renowned for getting its business done early and uh, and well ahead of schedule. Uh, we find ourselves on transfer deadline day and the whole place is going nuts. No, nowhere more so than on uh, on Twitter, but of course Anfield Index, uh, his own Discord community is uh, thriving with activity as well. And uh, what we decided to do was just give you a quick, uh, a quick show, not a, not a long podcast by any stretch, just to kind of let everyone know where we are. And the reason that we're doing it short and sweet is because everything could change. I mean, literally, people could be listening to this show in an hour, and all our information could have uh, could have changed. So we're going to try and focus on facts more than anything else. And to do so, I'm joined by uh, Anfield Index's resident scouting guru. Yes, it's Mr. Dave Hendrick. How are you, Dave? I'm good, mate. I'm absolutely flying. <laughs> this is a sort of day. This is a sort of day you've been after for a while. I bet. It's a, it's is, of... I, I go into hibernation between transfer deadline days. I, I only really wake up on transfer deadline day, and everything else is just you know second father. <laughs> <laughs> well, as much as you've credited this ownership and this group in the past for being so well structured and so well planned with their transfer targets and the good hit rate that they've had without many failures mm. in the sort of Klopp Edwards era. This is something altogether different for us, isn't it? I mean, we, we've started hearing things from Friday nights now. We're not claiming to be out there in the uh, hashtag ITK community by any stretch. We get little bits of information, not generally on targets, but on generally that things are happening within the club in terms of medicals or, or media commitments and things like that. They're the sort of things we hear at Anfield Index. So it's not so much target driven. The targets are being released by other people and then we're hearing bits and bobs on the back mm. of that. So we're not... We're not putting ourselves up on some pedestal of ITK. There's plenty of other people uh, out there, mainly on Twitter, that can do that for you. That's not really our bag. But uh, it is worth looking at some of the targets. We, and, uh, go we tend to hear, like, there's a medical, but we don't hear who it's for. Yeah. Things like that. I mean, that that's the sort of information that we get, like, or, you know, the club are scouting in France this weekend, but we won't get any names um, and obviously, we've never given ourselves nicknames or anything like that, Eddie, so we can't really... Um, well, I've, I've given you a nickname, obviously, as the King of Scotland, but we we can't really, you know, we can't really claim to have much uh, actual transfer insight uh, for the most part. Yeah, and uh, on Friday night, what blew up was what one of one of the sources that we do do get regular information from, as I say, not names, but what he said to us was that his expectation for the weekend was that there would be two medicals, uh, one in London, perhaps, and uh, and certainly one in Liverpool. That was the that was some of the information that we got. And the other thing that we got told was that Liverpool would try and push one of their summer targets forward to this window. Which, if they could get an agreement on that, whether it be for this window coming in or in the summer, that would then let them know what sort of budget they've left to play around for potentially a second uh, a second centre back. So everything kind of. Um, Kind of moseyed along at sales pace. There was no names coming out, not even from the regular uh, patch reporters in Liverpool that would get little snippets of information from the club. It was all very quiet. And then uh, 
yesterday after uh, after the match and the win at, uh, in London, uh, we heard that uh, Ben Davis from Preston was going to be uh, subject to a bid from Liverpool and that uh, an MRI was booked uh, in Liverpool today uh, to try and conclude a deal for Ben Davis. Now, Ben Davis isn't someone we know much about. We're not going to talk about him in detail. I mean, I'm going to be amazed if you can even throw much at me on Ben Davis, but we are going to record you and I a podcast this evening uh, around 7pm with the with some Preston podcasters. Uh, that, that, and we'll, we'll get loads more info from him. So let's just touch on him very quickly. Uh, what were your thoughts when that one got announced? So I've actually watched a bit of him because he was due to go to Celtic. And I do try and keep as up to date with, with what's happening with Celtic as possible and what players they may be bringing in. So I have concerns, Eddie. I, I'm not sold at all. Um, I, I don't for one second believe this was a guy that we had scouted or that was a target. This is literally, we've, we've been looking for two, one of a high level and one who is just a body. That's why we were, you know, looking at the likes of Scott Dan and Martin Kelly and uh, Mustafi and people like that. And I think he's just seen as the best option of that kind of group because he's 25. He's left-footed, which you know, left-footed centre backs aren't aren't very um, prominent in the game. Uh, he is quick. He can play left back or centre back. He he has spent most of his career actually as a left back. It's only sort of in the last three and a half seasons he's become a centre back. He's had a bit of a weird, a bit of a weird career in that previous managers at Preston didn't really trust him. And he was getting shunted out on loans to a lot of different clubs. I mean, he was at Fleetwood. That's kind of where he moved to centre-back and things started to go well for him. Um, He was at Tranmere. He was at York, Southport and Newport County. And it wasn't really until he went to Fleetwood and got moved into the centre-back position that his career really started to gain some traction. He is quick. He's a very good passer of the ball. He reads the game quite well, and he's happy to step out with the ball and, and bring it into midfield. You wouldn't want him trying to dribble past anybody, but as long as he's got space to move into, he's fine. My concerns would be, defensively, he's not very good. Preston have been pretty poor defensively over the last four seasons, including this one. Their goals against record, from what I can make out, and I, did a, I spent about half an hour looking at this last night, the goals against record is slightly better without him in the team. Now, he's also missed quite a few games over the last few years with a variety of inju- injuries, mostly, though, hamstring problems. So that's a concern for me. And then, like, my thing is, when I watch him play, he doesn't look out of place at Preston. And that's kind of... Uh, like he doesn't look like a player who belongs in the Premier League. When when I watched Ezri Konza at Charlton and at Brentford, he looked like a player who was too good for that level. James Justin was the same when he was at Luton. I don't get that feeling. Ben Davies, he doesn't look out of place in the Championship. He looks like a player well suited to where he is, and you sort of look at it and think, right. He's been available all month because his contract's up in the summer and they're willing to accept 2 million, of which it's half a million up front 
and a million and a half in this a million and a half basically based on add-ons and nobody else was in for him no promotion chasing team was in for him no bottom half premier league team there's a half dozen premier league teams crying out for center back at the minute either as a starter or for depth and none of them were in for this guy he was going to celtic and not to disparage the spl but Take Celtic and Rangers out of the SPL, it's League One caliber. Celtic and Rangers are championship caliber. So it's not an, an upward move. It's a much bigger club, obviously. Celtic won the biggest clubs in Europe. But the level wasn't a big step up for him. It was a sideward step. So that's kind of my concern is if he if he's as good as people are making out. Where was the clamour for other clubs to sign him? And I get that Preston fans, and we'll talk to the boys tonight about him, I get that Preston fans are very, very high on him, but all clubs overrate their own players, especially their own players that came through their academy. It's not that long ago we had Liverpool fans telling us John Flanagan was the future of England at right-back. So I, I temper, and I actually ignore everything I hear from the fans of a you know of a club that we're trying to buy a player from, we've got others that we're looking at at the moment. I ignore everything I hear from their fans because they're too close to the situation. <laughs> the thing with the Ben Davis one, and it takes me back to something that Jurgen Klopp said uh, after the game yesterday when uh, when he was asked about targets and things like that, and he was talking about centre halves in general, and he was saying that our problem is not so much what we have right now. Now we know that is a problem, but reading between the lines, he was saying that. Our problem is if we get any more injuries. <laughs> so my thinking is almost that Ben Davis is coming in as someone that Liverpool can use as a pure backup, uh, probably just sits on the bench now that we can name these seven, seven or eight substitutes for every Premier mm. League match. He's there as a defender if you need to bring one on without having to pull one of your midfielders into the centre half position. And Liverpool could potentially flip him. I know that's a quite a rustic term to use about a, a human being in general, but potentially, flip, true, though. potentially flip him in the summer market in the fact that we say that Liverpool have a good hit rate on these transfers. Are they in a situation where they add a bit of value to the player as a result of Liverpool, Liverpool deciding to sign him and then they can at least get back what they paid for him and, and maybe the wages that he's been paid in, in that time that he's been at the club. And it's effectively cost zero to, to have a lad like that just Is sort it? of sitting on the books. That's the thing. They'll sell him in the summer for four or five million easy, even if he doesn't play. Like, there'll be a championship club that will pay that. There, there absolutely will. Um, that would probably be his, you know, five million would probably be the ballpark for him if he had 18 months left on his contract. So we'll, we'll 100% make some money off the deal. It, it's a, it's a clever business move. I wonder watching him play if, he's not more suited at a higher level to maybe playing as a holding midfielder. Like, he's good enough on the ball. His positioning is decent. It's less physical. I mean, that that's the other kind of knock on him is he's not the most physical centre-back. He's he's 6-1 and he's he's quite, you know, lightly built. Um, He, he can get bullied. But I wonder, as a, as a holding midfielder, he might be a little bit of an option there if we're ever in a position where, you know, Fab is, 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 is out... Uh, Henderson, who's had five injuries in the last 11 months, is out. And we decide, you know, we want a bit more of a de- defensive presence. We'll stick him there. Uh, so he could be an option there either. But like you, I think 
he's I think he's sold in a year if he hasn't been loaned in the summer. I, I don't see him as one that'll stick around because judging by what else we're doing, like going into next season, at best he's going to be the fifth choice. Okay, so let's uh, see what the Preston lads have to say on that one this evening, whether it is just impassioned fan, local lad come good, or, or whether there is more substance to the player. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly find that out this evening. And that's a show that's going to be on Anfield Index Pro. Uh, to get 14-day uh, free access to Anfield Index Pro, you just have to go to anfieldindexpro.com. It's well worth a subscription, especially at a time like this when uh, when things are reaching fever pitch. And uh, I'm sure Dave will... Uh, speak more words than he is silent <laughs> on a on a day like this uh, a very busy a busy day and we're not going to keep Dave too long because he, he's got to get back to the uh, the phone the messages and everything that he's going to be uh, engulfed in uh, no doubt today but let's have a look at some of these other targets and the one that I want to speak about first is a target that we we thought we heard some murmurs of in the summer Liverpool were linked to the player and there was apparently conversations that he was going to be Dejan Lovren's replacement as a fourth choice centre half and then it all kind of went quiet apparently that uh, there was there was was not enough from Schalke to say that Liverpool were going to move, and that was Frozen Kabak, the Turkish twenty-year-old uh, centre half. What what are your thoughts on that player? I do like Kabak, and as we speak about him, um, Ronan Murphy is reporting that he is currently having a medical with Schalke to help his Liverpool move go through ahead of the deadline. So he does look like he's the one with the most traction right now. He, like you say, he's twenty-year-old Turkish centre back. Was at Galatasaray went to Stuttgart, they got relegated, he moved on to Schalke. He started out really well there, and then the wheels completely fell off the bus. And by what fell off the bus, I mean the bus sort of exploded, fell down a mountaintop, uh, off a mountaintop, and uh, there were no survivors left. Schalke has been probably the worst run, worst footballing side in Europe for a year now. Um... Everybody has been poor. But you can still see with him, the raw talent is there. He's brilliant in the air. He's a good passer. He's got good recovery pace. For those that haven't seen him, he's quite like Sionchu at Leicester. He's a little bit more raw, a little less polished, but a similar type of rugged, aggressive central defender. Doesn't get beaten one-on-one. Doesn't get bullied more than happy to have the physical scrap. I am very keen on him. Now, he did stagnate over the last 12 months. There's no question with that. And then, obviously, there was the spitting incident as well. Um, but, and I think some people sort of wrote him off at that point and said, oh, Liverpool won't sign him now because, you know, the no dickhead policy. But David Wagner was his manager at Schalke for nine months, that's Jurgen Klopp's best friend, so we can take into account that he'll have gotten good info on him. Andreas Schlumberger, who Liverpool have just hired from Schalke, will know him very, very well, having worked with him for the past year, year and a half. So, and I credit to John O'Sullivan for pointing that one out. Um, he will have gotten good reports from those two, if we're moving forward with him. There won't be any doubts over his character, his personality. They will understand that that was a one-off, out-of-character move. I'd be keen on him. It seems like what might be holding it up is the obligation to buy fee. It's it's meant to be a loan, apparently, with an obligation to buy. There's been some reports that Schalke want a, a replacement in. I, I don't think that's true, because 
consider their situation, they're almost certainly going down. Like, they're the Sheffield United of the Bundesliga. They have a number of senior centre-backs at the club and two very promising young centre-backs, including Malik Thio, who's the young German who's declared to play for Finland. They're not really in a situation where they need another centre-back in, and they're not in a financial situation where they can afford to buy anybody because they're well over $100 million in debt. And having spoken to Chris Williams, uh, who obviously covers the Bundesliga and has been you know, on AI plans uh, over the years, Chris said that if we'd gone back in with, with $25 million at the end of the last window, we 100% would have got them because they are financially in very deep trouble. Yeah, so that's a, the, the, the Quebec one, which, as Dave said, does seem to be the most credible of the links at the time of recording, which is around the 12 p.m. here in the UK uh, just now. So that's the that's the, the hot one right now, according to the uh, the Twitter sphere and those that may be in the mm. room now. Let's look at another couple of names that were, uh, that were floated about last night. And a few things happened. Obviously, we, we heard... That some journalists will deny this, but we heard that Liverpool were in for Sven Botman at the start of the uh, January transfer window, looking to get that done, that deal done early. He's the uh, Dutch centre half that, age twenty one, that plays for uh, Lille in France, and he was the one that we believed all along was Liverpool's number one target in this window. Now he played yesterday for Lille, and I mentioned to you yeah. last night that with that in mind, I felt that one was off. But then. Unbeknownst to all of us, Adam Petruccioni, our resident plane spotter in uh, that lives in Spain, uh, he's involved in the in the private jet industry. He he sent us some stuff that identified that the same plane that Liverpool have used for previous transfers took off from Lille and landed in Blackpool. Blackpool, the the nearest private jet destination to uh, to Liverpool, rather than flying into uh, into John Lennon. Adam spotted this and and. It basically sent the Anfield Index Discord community into raptures. Uh, if you're not part of that community, you should be. It's anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord, which is D-I-S-C-O-R-D. It's completely free to join. But there are some private member-only areas, including Adam's uh, plane tracking thread, that are open to AI Pro subscribers only. But it's well worth your while uh, heading over and joining that community, especially on a, on a day like today. Now, what were your thoughts on that one? Uh, you, you seem to think that he was still the main target, and we've heard whispers that he is actually still the main target and that the other stuff all going on is a smokescreen, but a lot of journalists have pinned their colours to the mass today and said that Liverpool are not moving for Sven Botman today. Yeah, I mean, the main the main one is the, the chief spoofer with the catchphrase, but we'll we'll put him in a little box. He's a tap-in merchant who bases what he says off what other journalists have reported. We know that James Pearce was the one who denied this deal back at the, uh, you know, I think about the 7th or 8th of January, and that came off the back of Lille moving the goalposts on a deal that was, for all intents and purposes, done. Um, they, they wanted more of an upfront fee than we were willing to pay, and that kind of scuppered that one. It did appear when we saw rumours of that jet, uh, or we saw the confirmation of that jet last night, I should say, that that might be the move. Um, you did mention that he'd played yesterday, but as I said, like, Lille... Number one, they're in a title race. Number two, we've already backed out of the deal once, and we don't have the best reputation around Europe for completing deals. So it may have been that they just didn't trust us, and they were more keen on getting their three points, even if they were to lose their centre-back. The three points were a must, rather than risk the three points and maybe end up keeping him when and then you'd have all the fans wondering well why didn't he play if he was fit so i, I like botman I, I really do he's he's 
to me, he's very Danny Agarish. Left-footed, ball player, great carrying the ball, very good passer, dominant in the air. Not the quickest, but he's not slow. He, he tends to look a little bit slow if he gets caught out of position. He lumbers back in, but in straight line speed, he, he's pretty quick. He, like we Look, we play with Joel Matip and Fabinho as a two quite a bit, and neither of them are quick. Um, Nat Phillips has played. He's not quick. Reese Williams has played. He's not not quick. You can make adjustments to your defensive line. Um, I, I would have been very much in favour of Botman. I think it's a deal that would would have made sense for us. And if it, if it's the one that comes off, I'll be very very happy with it. But of the the big three we're being linked with, he would be he would be my preferred target for sure. And that brings us to the other one that kind of broke during the match uh, against West Ham yesterday. Uh, we had all sorts going on, lots of French journalists, uh, reliable French ju- journalists, citing that uh, Duje Seletakar of uh, Marseille, was uh, the Croatian centre-half, was on the plane, on a plane at Marseille airport, getting ready to take off when a deal to Liverpool apparently fell through. This brings us long-term fans uh, like us back to the uh, somehow <laughs> story from the uh, from the, the, the noughties, if we like, uh, and uh, a player sitting on a plane ready to come to Liverpool. We mm. saw that the player's girlfriend was uh, tweeting videos of Beatles songs and full of excitement, and then very quickly that was shot down that Liverpool were not going to be pursuing uh, that player and the fact that Marseille couldn't agree, couldn't agree to find a, a replacement. Now, there has been talk since then that uh, they're chasing a, a defender from Celtic on loan, and you yourself uh, made a couple of examples of defenders that uh, Marseille have in their squad that could uh, already be replacements that are already in house. So, what are your thoughts on a the player and the, and the prospects of this one? Because this one does there is talk that this isn't dead yet, but I'm not thinking we're going to sign any more than one more because we think Ben Davis is done. So, there's a lot of names out there, a lot of conjecture. But what are your thoughts on this player? Yeah, no, he's a good player. He is a good player. He's he's got Van Dyke ish attributes. He's a great passer of the ball. He's quick. He's dominant in the air. Not he's not Van Dyke level dominant in the air, but he is very very good in the air. He does have some flaws. He's a little bit over aggressive, which can be. It can cause him to lose focus. It, it's the one trait he has that he shares with Dejan. Now, he is the defender that people thought Lovren was. That's what I'll say about him. He he is a very good defender. He's a lot better than Lovren was. He does just share that one trait with Lovren, is that he can be a little bit over-aggressive. And in a team that's going to dominate possession, he can just at times lose a little bit of focus. But he's 24. That is something you can improve on. That's something that playing next to Virgil is is going to help. Um... You know, he's big, he's powerful. There's no real downside in the signing. He was at, um, he was in the Red Bull system for four years as well. And we know that Liverpool like buying players from the Red Bull system because they've been well schooled. So, you know, there is a lot of sense to that deal. Now, there's a lot of mixed reports. Mohamed Bahafsi says that Marseille have turned down our bid. Uh, the tap-in merchant has said that there's no chance of the deal. They're all just guessing because the first reports yesterday about him were that they offered him to us. Not that we went to them, that they offered him to us. So I would have a tough time believing that they've just walked away. I do think they're trying to sign 
a centre back to replace him. They're in a bit of financial bother because the TV deals have collapsed in France. They are bringing in Oliver Nitchum from uh, Celtic. Now, thing to consider there, they sold Morgan Sanson to Aston Villa. They loaned Kevin Strootman to, I believe, Genoa. So they need a midfielder. So he takes care of that. But apparently they are hunting a defender as well. And Christopher Asia's name has been mentioned with them as well. Celtic, obviously, having given up on the season, basically looking to unload their players who have 18 months left on their contracts. Um, there's been, like I say, conflicting reports. Some journalists saying it's over, it's not happening. But all the local journalists, all the local journalists have said they're still pushing for this deal. So I think there's a chance. I think he's probably, if if we haven't gone back in for Botman, I think Saleta Carr is probably the top target right now and Quebec is plan B. There is obviously the opportunity to sign each of them because Quebec would be alone. Quebec is also a right side centre back. Saleta Carr is a sorry, yeah, Quebec is a right side centre back. Saleta Carr is a left side centre back, as is Ben Davies. So one doesn't necessarily rule out the other. I mean, there's still a possibility that the Ben Davies deal gets scuppered. So it's not signed and sealed yet. I don't imagine that would be the case. I think it would be terribly cruel if it did. But, you know, if we could get the other two in, we, we might just look at him and go, you know what, we're not all that keen. Or we could bring him in anyway and just, you know, n- never have to play Fabinho or Henderson at centre-back again because now we'd have a full replenishment. We can loan or sell Davies in the summer. Obligations to buy tend to come with clauses. So if we weren't, keen on Quebec and we just wanted him as a body till the end of the summer you know there's probably a way we can get out of that deal but um, I, I think Quebec seems the most likely but I do think Saleta Carr is the one that we would prefer right now and do you think there could be any prospect that but obviously we were told on Friday that the uh, Liverpool would pursue one of their summer targets now Either to come in now or to come in in the in the summer and try and get that price nailed down, which would tell them their budget for other players this weekend that they could actually look to close today. Could the select a car one potentially even? I mean, even everything would still even make sense other than the fact that the the flight never took off. That was could he be the summer target? Is that potential that Liverpool could be looking to just nail that price down to get that deal done, and he carries on playing for Marseille until the end of the season? Or let's flip that round and say the same for Botman. Yeah, it absolutely could be the case because, look, we know that Kanate seems to be the top choice for the summer to come in as a partner for for Virgil. So then you're looking at, well, what's behind them? So if we were to sign Quebec, then maybe Quebec is the backup to Kanate and Gomez becomes the backup to Virgil. If we don't get Quebec, if, if the Selecta Car or Botman is the one we want, they're the backup to Virgil and Gomez is the backup to Kanati. There's also the possibility that Gomez isn't a factor next next season, that he's n- never really a factor again. For those that listened to the Fatigue Index podcast uh, on Pro with Marty and Simon, like the chances of Joe Gomez recovering to be good enough to play for Liverpool again, they're they're not great. 
they're, they're, they're not great. I, I would go and listen to that podcast uh, and listen to uh, listen to Marty describe that surgery, and you won't sleep for about three days. Um, so there's a possibility <laughs> yeah, that we look at Gomez. Heart, it? <laughs> it's not. So we we may look at Gomez and just think, you know what? He's going to be our fifth centre back. So we're going to bring in Quebec now. We'll bring in Davies now. We'll go back for Saleta Carr or Botman in the summer. They're the Virgil backup. And then we'll get Canate as well. And that's us boxed off five centre-backs. No need for Fabinho to be considered there. No need for Henderson to ever have to darken that door again. Um, we, we may just go with that. There's loads of options available to us right now. We're yeah, in a, we're in a good situation. It's just a shame we left it so late. I think in some ways though, you can see why they have in, in, in the fact that clubs weren't really prepared to move until so late in the window. Once you start playing in this market, you have to almost accept that it could go to the wire to get the deals across the line that you want because clubs are just so fidgety in terms of almost every link that we've had has always been, well, they're seeking to find the replacement before the window closes. That's almost the bartering that then begins. And to get value in this market, I think you almost have to wait to the end if you can't do the deals that you wanted to do early on. And that that whole Botman thing that happened early in the window, that was pure posturing by the look of it on Liverpool's side. As as we've seen with other things in the past, when there was talk in the summer that uh, the only way that uh, Harry Wilson and uh, Marco Gruich would be allowed to leave the club as if they were on permanent transfers, now ended up both be, both were loaned again. So we know that Liverpool play the posturing game as well. It's all just part of the business now. Let's just, I just wanted to cross off a few names before we finish. We are going to go just now because, uh, as we said, this podcast could be out of date very quickly. We're just trying to give you a, a flavour of, of, of what to expect today. Now, a couple of other names that were thrown into mix. And I think, Dave, it would be safe to say we could probably dismiss these now. Now, I may have humble pie on my face when, uh, when, when it comes to closing the window tonight. And one or two of these may be the faces that we see. That We've also been linked to Bremer of Torino, we've been linked to Diop at West Ham we've been linked to Militao at Real Madrid and uh, don't cringe, we've also been linked to uh, Mustafi at Arsenal, so they're the other four names if you like, on top of the ones we've just discussed that have been linked to Liverpool in the past few days, uh, various journalists and such, now what are your thoughts on any of them? I think I think we can go out on a limb and say we can dismiss those I, I think we should take Mustafi and with all due respect to his World Cup winners medal, we'll just put him in the bin and we'll forget about him. I think he was a desperation sign. If we'd gotten really desperate, he was probably one that we would have you know, may, maybe gone in for. The other thing to consider there is there was a lot of talk about a week ago that Arsenal were going to release him on a free. And maybe that was where our interest was. Well, if he's free, let's sign him for 18 months and we'll just, you know, he, he'll be grand as cover for 18 months. And then Arsenal get wind of, oh, Liverpool are looking for a centre-back. Well, let's hang on to him now because we might get a fee out of it and we probably weren't willing to pay any money for him because his wages would probably be substantial enough. Like He'd probably want 100k a week. Um, Bremer is the Brazilian Lovren. Uh, overly aggressive, horrendous positioning, no common sense, doesn't read the game well. Quick and strong and dominant in the air charges out of position so often you'd wonder does he does he think he's a midfielder uh i really like Adam Militao. i i do really like him and he would have been one i would have liked in on loan he played for rail at the weekend he got sent off after nine minutes um which you know probably didn't do his, his cause there any good um he's very very good liverpool apparently did kick the tires on it but 
uh, Real wanted a, a mandatory obligation to buy in the summer with quite a high uh, buying fee plus a big loan fee and 100% of the wages. So that ruled that one out. And by all accounts, according to James Pierce as well, we did ask about Issa Diop, but West Ham weren't really willing to do business unless there was a mandatory obligation to buy. And Liverpool didn't see him as somebody that they wanted to invest 20, 25 million in uh, come the summer. So understandable. He's another one that I do like. And I, I do think he would have been worth the gamble. I think there's a, a really good player there, but you'd have to shake the West Ham off. And that could take a, could take a bit longer than we'd want. So it, it appears that those were all ones we looked at. As I said, we also looked at, at Martin Kelly and Scott Dan. I'd imagine there's, you know, a little bit of sentimental uh, nonsense going on with both of them. Kelly, obviously, former academy graduate. Scott Dan, Liverpool fan all his life, season ticket holder at Anfield. But, you know, both of them, the wrong set of 30, both always injured, always injured. Martin Kelly hasn't played more than 20 Premier League games, I don't think, since he left us. Maybe even with us, I'd have to look. So I, I think those were just like, well, who is out there? What is the very bottom level of who's out there? And I think that's how we found our way to Ben Davies in that he's a more appealing option than any of like Mustafi, Kelly, Dan, younger, more versatile. Still some injury problems, but not as bad as those others and will have resale value. I think that's always key with us. Does the player have resale value? Ben Davies will have retail value or resale value. That's why he arrives. Quebec or Saleta Carr or Botman or it could be Loic Bade from 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 Len. If if any of them were to arrive, they would be a part of our future. Well, there we go, folks. A pretty uh, comprehensive summary of all the targets and and what may or may not be happening. As things stand, we believe that all eyes and attention are on uh, on Ozan Quebec of Schalke, but. This is so fast moving that that could be ripped up and it could be a completely new target within the next 10-15 minutes. So we hope you've enjoyed this little insight. Uh, Dave's going to be busy, as I've said. Uh, there'll be a two-footed pod today, I guess, on the on EPL Index, looking at not just Liverpool, obviously the wider Premier League and what may be happening on transfer deadline day. Uh, that'll be a show that you've got planned. And then, as I said tonight, uh, we've got a few shows. I think you're doing a, a Scottish football special on uh, EPL Index as well. And uh, there's also, obviously, this podcast that we're going to have with the... Uh, the guys from the Finney podcast, uh, which is the Preston North End fans, uh, discussing Ben Davis. So lots of Dave uh, coming your way. Yeah, some would say too much. I say not enough. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> two-footed pod will be out today at 4pm. And then, like Eddie said, the the pod with the, the, the Preston boys. And if we sign uh, Quebec, Saleta Car, whoever, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll do something for that as well over on Pro. Yeah, Anfield Index Pro, if you're not on Anfield Index Pro, as I said again, 14-day free trial, you have absolutely nothing to lose. It's well worth it. After the trial, it's only £4.99 per month or £39.99 per year. Anfieldindexpro.com is the place to go and sign up for that. Those podcasts, 30-odd a month, are available on all of your favourite podcast uh, platforms, so please do come and join us there. The other thing that you can do, and it is well worth your while, once again, anfieldindex.com forward slash discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D. We have a transfer thread in there for subscribers. There's also free threads. Most of our podcasters are regularly uh, posting messages in there. There's a lot of stuff to get your teeth into on there. Literally all the gossip and breaking news as it happens is all in there. Things like that gem that Adam Petruccioni discovered last night with the uh, with the uh, flight tracker and then they get 
French football news guys uh, saying that he'd been in touch to ask them about it. I mean, these things are absolutely gold unfolding before your eyes. And this is where uh, we can castigate social media and the likes as much as we like. But this is where it really comes into its own and you really feel part of something. So please come and join us there in that community. It's well worth your while. And until next time, which won't be far away, up the Reds. Podcast Network.